This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, this is this is bad. I didn't even think to ask you this. But remember last week, I mentioned I'm going to miss Ross, and I wanted to ask him about his his maneuvering on the sideline (laughs) in Philadelphia. Like, was he doing that one thing he said, getting in the screen screen time? Ross, I I thought twice in that game, it's a a long time ago probably for you now. I mean, you're already to Arizona and back. But I thought twice in that game, one play where Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds sort of toward you and you sort of ran toward Jalen Hurts. I thought we were seeing some of what you've you've been telling us. Oh, no. Ross, are you there? (laughs) <laughs> this is terrible. You guys got me? Yes. Got me? Yes. Ross, you there? <laughs> yeah, I had it on mute. That's on me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just got done having um, dinner with my daughter on her birthday at Friendlies. You guys have Friendlies up there? We used to. I don't know if there are any in the area. The last one I knew of was in Lockport. I don't know if it's still there. We know it, it's though. It's so funny because growing up, like, we would go to Friendly's all the time, mm-hmm. and they're still around, but just not like it used to be. Anyway, that's where she wanted to go, and um, I just crushed my mint chocolate cookie sundae. My wife took two bites of her cookies and cream sundae, so I had the rest of that. And even my younger daughter only wanted a couple bites. of. I, I just took down, the, like, 2.75 sundaes. <laughs> I would say. Um, but to answer your question, Mike, um, yeah, I thought it went pretty well. I mean, I got multiple text messages from people that were watching the game. Stan DeCosti, the head coach at Colgate. So the first time I was on, they threw like an out route to Brandon Ayuk, and the ball bounced. And then as it bounced up, it came like right towards me but I had the microphone in one hand and I wasn't able to one hand catch it, but I was so focused on trying to catch the ball that James Bradbury and Brandon Ayuk almost knocked me over. Like they, they went on either side of me. Ooh. So Stan DeCossi, the head coach at Colgate and Charlie Weiss both texted me and said, you got to catch that. Yep. Um, so I know I got on there. And then um, one time Miles Sanders came out of bounds and I so you, I told you guys this before. Most people that are on sidelines are really clueless about just how fast things are happening out there. Like, if you see that a running back or a quarterback is running to the outside, 
when they get to the numbers on NFL field, you got to get out of there. Like, you got to back. Because if they get to the numbers, they're coming all the way out of bounds. These people, like, stand there like, oh, laddie, daddie, they're coming near me. I wonder if they'll Like, dude, you're dead. They're going to get there, like, before you're able to get out of the way. So I have no interest in that. So I have a weird move where I run or backpedal, like, 10 yards to get out of the way because I have no interest in getting hurt whatsoever. But then I sprint right back in to get into the melee yes. and to get in on TV. Because the Dan Patrick Show guys, they were like, were you trying to get in a fight with the Niners guy when Miles Sanders went out of bounds? And I was like, no, I'm just trying to announce my presence with authority and try to get as much TV time as possible. <laughs> I love that you call it. That's why it's interesting that you almost got taken out by Ayuk and, 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 uh, and uh, Bradbury. Yes, I, I lost my focus. I was so yeah. focused on the ball, I forgot that there's two guys. The other thing is, it's funny, because I was at the NFL players' party last night in Arizona, which is, by the way, ideal. Like, go to a party before you get on a red-eye back to Pennsylvania. That's That helps for the sleeping perspective sure. of, of taking the red-eye back. But, like, you almost forget how big all the guys are. Like, I think most um, I think most fans listening right now would be surprised, like, how big, like, James Bradbury is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even, like, last night, like, I never looked at um, Christian Ponder as being big at all, but I was talking with Ponder last night for a while. I mean, he's, like, 6'2 and a half, 220. Like, that's a big human being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like all of the guys are... You know, I live in central Pennsylvania, and there's only a couple other NFL guys around here. So I am normally surrounded by, like, normal size people. And then when you get around the players, you just, like, you almost forget. Like, I'll give you an example as it relates to the Super Bowl, okay? The left tackle for the Eagles, Jordan Mailata, is 6'8", 380, with less than 20% body fat. He's the Australian kid. And the guy next to him, the left guard, Landon Dickerson, a little over 6'6". Six, six. Um, they won't tell me exactly what he weighs, but the one guy told me it's a lot. So I'm going to guess he's like 345, 350. So I just want you to picture you're a D-tackle, okay? And you're on the outside shoulder of Landon Dickerson. They call it a three technique. You have 730 pounds from two 25-year-old men, okay, and they are exerting as much energy and force as their – and by the way, they move very, very well. They, they move insanely well for how big they are. They are propelling every ounce of energy they have to try to knock you backwards. Like, I mean, they killed the Niners' D-tackles, but in all sincerity, nobody should be able to stand up to that. I mean, like, you know, I, I wasn't great in science, but – that's just physics. Like, you should not be able to stand up to a double team like that. When those yeah. two, 730 pounds with the amount of uh, force they're able to generate, it's just crazy. I think the sheer size of those guys is why a lot of fans, and I include myself in this, would be surprised at how big someone like Bradbury is in person. Because on TV, we're judging them against one another. And, like, the linemen are all so huge. And these, you forget that these other guys are, are, are also big, big dudes, too. They're just not, you know, they're just not six, eight, four hundred 400 pounds. 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, Chad Berry, like, to your point, is a large guy that people would be surprised at just how big he is. If they're, I mean, he's probably 6'2", um, I don't know, 6'2", 210 pounds. Like, that's a big dude, too. I may be the only person wondering this. You're leaving friendlies from your daughter's birthday. Is your family in the car? Like, is this sort of normal, like, for dad to be just talking to guys on the radio on the drive home, or what's going on? Well, so first of all, um, I do well over, like, 300 radio hits a year. Yeah. And I do, I do 200 through Odyssey. And you guys are one of five weeklies I do. So I talk to them every week in Cleveland and in Houston and in San Francisco. So, yeah. So, first of all, they're not in the car with me. No, okay. okay? Because my wife picked them up from school, and then I met them there at Friendly. So they're all in the other car. Um, however, very, very often my daughters and or wife are in the car with me when um, when I'm doing radio hits because – a lot of times I'll actually schedule the radio hits. Like if someone reaches out to me and they want me to come on their show or whatever, um, I really heavily try to maximize my time. So I usually schedule it for when I'm in the car. So my daughters are very well aware of, you know, being quiet when daddy has a radio hit. (laughs) Um, They kind of still get a kick out of it. They kind of still like it, you know, because – Usually you guys or whoever's bringing me on, like even like, even like when I come on with you guys, it's like Ross Tucker's appearance is brought to you by Northwest. <laughs> like it's like um, that's just, I think they they just like stuff like that. It, it uh, right, they get a kick right. out of it. And then the way Daddy turns it on, right? Like you you, you like to be around that. I know my kids. Uh, I'm, I'm I sound all different and act all different when I'm you know on right than yep. otherwise. I, not everybody would necessarily though. So. Uh, Anyway, you know what's funny, Mike? You know what's funny? Yeah, this is how I am all day, all bro. the time. Okay, good. Yeah, this is like it. like anybody you talk to that knows me will say like when I meet fans, they'll be like, "You're just like you are on your show. You're just like you are on the radio." I'm like, "Yeah, like what? What do you want me to do? Change? Like this is who I am. Like that. This is I'm I'm kind of always on. unless I'm sleeping. I'm kind of always on. That's cool. So. I don't. Even, I want to say something like you know the Eagles so well. You know both these t- these teams so well. But you know m- maybe you'd see that differently. Just thinking about this Super Bowl from the Eagles' perspective and whether or not Kansas City. I mean, as good as they are, maybe it's like a, a good matchup or not a good matchup in certain ways. I don't know, Ross. I don't need to be so fine here. Like, just how do you see the game? <clears throat> no, you know what's interesting, by the way, because I, I think this is um, very relevant for the Bills. And I don't want, like, Bills fans to get mad at me. Uh, but I am curious to see whether or not you guys see it the same way. Because, obviously, the last three days on Radio Row, I, I mean, I can't even count how many um, radio hits I did. But um, everybody asked me about the game. And one of the things I said uh, is that I believe Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the planet. And I don't really right now think it's – really close and so what i think is interesting about that is i think coming into the year i thought it was i I thought it was close between josh and mahomes um 
now it seems like the consensus among people is that it's Mahomes one, Burrow two, mm-hmm. Josh three. And I guess I'm kind of wondering if that's unfair. Like, Josh had a great year. I, I don't think Dorsey did an awesome job, um, or certainly not as good as Dayball did. And I don't love, you know, I didn't think Gabe Davis stepped up. I, I thought the Bills O-line was average. They didn't have much of a running game. In other words, I'm telling everybody I think Mahomes is the best player on the planet by a decent margin. And I don't mean it as a knock on Josh, and I'm wondering if that's unfair to Josh because of all of the things I just laid out. So, yeah. number one, do you guys agree? Number two, will all the Bills fans get mad at me now, or am I being fair? I, I, I can't tell you whether they'll get mad at you or not. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of pushback, and I've said pretty much the same the same sort of thing. I, I mean, not, not so much that the gap is so much bigger, uh, but, you know, I think Mahomes and Burrow, especially because of the sustained success, I mean, Burrow's played two full seasons, and he's made the AFC title game in both of those. He got hurt his rookie year, and so, you know, he's, he's to me, past Josh in the pecking order. Mahomes, I mean, come on. It's five AFC championship games in a row at home, Super Bowl again. So I don't think there's, there's much argument there, um, you know, but it, it, it that doesn't mean Allen can't pass them back next year. But he's got work. He's got work to do. The, the Bills have work to do. I think because they've been passed by those two teams. I think right now. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Um, interestingly, though, I still think Josh is the most talented mm-hmm. of that group. I mean, no, they don't have his size. They don't have his speed. They don't have his arm. So I think what that tells you is. It's really now on Josh on, you know, the consistency part of it and the mental part of it, and really I think more than anything else, the turnover part of it. But the other thing I think is also fair is, like, these things never happen in a vacuum. This is not one-on-one basketball. You know, they, they do have lines. They do have coaches. They do have receivers. And I guess we'll never know, like, it would be awesome if, like, next year for our benefit, we could just put Burrow on the Chiefs and, like, Josh Allen on the Bengals and Mahomes on the Bills and just see how it goes. You right, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, These are never, um, you know, I was not a big science guy, but I'm, I'm aware of what a controlled experiment is. <laughs> right? These are never actually – we never really have a control right. on the experiment to be able to identify who's better. I know this much. It was very clear on the sideline of that Bills-Bengals game that Burrow knew where he was throwing the ball before he even got it most of the time, and it looked like Josh was at recess in sixth grade, you know, just saying, hey, everybody go out and get open, and then I'll find you. And and I don't know know if that's Josh's fault or the coach's fault or maybe the D coordinator for the Bengals had a great plan. Like, you know, I'm not – I'm not blaming Josh. It's just it was very, very clear. Um, so to answer your point, Mike, by the way, am I, am I the number one ranked guest in not answering the questions you ask me at all? I, well, I, I haven't answered yours yet. I, <laughs> I, uh, no, I think, I think you're not. Unless you want to be, then you can be. I, it's just so fluid, Ross. You know as well as anybody. How, how does it work? You have a, a small cluster of great quarterbacks 
And how someone separates is winning in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's faulty. You're talking about defensive coordinator and Chasen Higgins versus, like, there's just all these variables, injuries. But, like, Bulldogs laying it out, too. Mahomes and Burrow have won in the playoffs, and Allen hasn't against them. And that's what Brady and Manning was. Like, Manning was almost always better than Brady in the regular season. But in the playoffs, it was Brady, and then we just stopped discussing it. Like, that, Brady's just better, I guess. So um, I, I think that's how that tends to go. It's not It's not really that great a method, but I think that's how that tends to go. You know what? You're, you're exactly right. It's not a great method, but it's the reality it, because it's the perception and it's the games that we all watch. Right. And the one guy gets it done, the other guy doesn't. That's what's interesting to me about this Eagles game, about the Super Bowl, is, you know, Mahomes is the best player. And we've all seen Mahomes now – I mean, I feel like I've seen him make the clutch play late for the Chiefs to win an important game at least 20 times now. And I know I'm probably exaggerating, but it just feels like I've seen him do it so many times. I don't know that Hurts has had to do it yet. You know, I think that Hurts led the Eagles down for a touchdown drive to beat the Colts late this year. But that's the only one. Like, that's the only time... And that was a regular season game in Indianapolis. But that's the only time Hurts has kind of had to make some critical plays in the fourth quarter, and he's done it. See, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, sorry, Ross, but even that's it's an example of how complicated or convoluted it can be because that was, I think, a 17-16 game. Like, he had much better games than that, but it wasn't right at the end where he did it. Maybe his team was too good or his opponents were too weak. Yeah, and um, – you know, it's interesting, too, because so in, a, in, a, in a close game in a fourth quarter, I think you got to give the edge to the Chiefs and Mahomes. But, you know, Hurts has played in a lot of big games. He's played in national championship games. I, I was on the sideline when he came off the bench in the SEC championship game and beat Georgia. So, you know, that's got to count for something. I mean, it, you know, he's, you know, playing in big-time college games, you know, championship games – that, that experience has to count for something. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, the last time an MVP won the Super Bowl was Kurt Warner in 99, which is really remarkable. And it seems like any time we get in this situation where the one team has the best player and the other team is just the best team, the best team almost always wins. And, and the Eagles are the best team. They've been the best team all year. You know, I think I told you guys this before. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. grew up a big Eagles fan. You know, they never wanted me. Um, so, I guess for a few years there, I was kind of bitter about that. But, you know, you move back here and everybody's such a big fan. And it's such a, you know, and now I work for them. So, that changes things. But this is the best team they've ever had and probably the best team they'll ever have. I mean, they're going to have to pay Hertz 40 to $50 million a year this offseason. And they have a lot of free agents, you know, like Bradbury, both the tackles, Hargrave and Cox, the linebacker, T.J. Edwards, Miles Sanders at running back, Sayamalo, the right guard. I mean, they, they just have a lot of free agents. It seemed like everything they did this offseason worked. They have the perfect confluence of events to have a beautiful roster, which they do. And I'm sure they'll still be really good next year. But it's not going to be like this. I mean, I think they have one of the best rosters I've ever seen. 
I think the O-line is one of the best O-lines I've seen in a long I mean, the O-line is like the 90s Cowboys. The O-line is crazy good. They have the best D-line in the league as well. Like, think about this for a second and compare it to, like, the Bills, okay? And Dominican Sue's the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. He's third string for the Eagles and plays, like, 15 plays a game. <laughs> Robert Quinn had 18-and-a-half sacks last year for the Bears. He's third string for the Eagles and plays like 10 to 12 snaps a game. I mean, that is just crazy. Like, their depth and their talent up front are why I'm picking them. Because even the Chiefs, like, Chris Jones is good and Derek Nottie's pretty good. But, you know, when you get the second string D-line in for the Chiefs, there's a big drop-off. And the Eagles, I think, are going to be able to wear them down and then – you know, you're either going to have a worn-down Chris Jones or you put the second string in. And either way, I just think Mylotta and I just think the Eagles' offensive line is just going to, going to murder them. I mean, you know, if, the, if the Chiefs can hang up front, then I think Mahomes gets the win for them. But good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stat about the Kurt Warner thing. I count nine MVPs who've made the Super Bowl and lost since then. That was somewhat to your point. You know, like a, a, a super team on the other side uh, sometimes is what you get. Ross, are we going to chat next week to sum up the year? We are, yes. I, you know, I don't know um, I don't know why, but you guys are the only weekly they still have me doing next week, which is awesome. Um, they, You know, they, I did Cleveland this week, but San Francisco, I don't know what their uh, methodology is. I just do what I'm told, but um, I love that I did this with you guys all year. I love we can talk next week. I do get a lot of positive feedback from it. I love that you guys have a big audience. And I'll say this, too. This never once all season has felt like a radio interview. Like, I usually get off the phone with you guys, and I almost forget that there's people listening. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just talking to you. I feel like I'm just talking to you guys on the phone. You don't make it like – like, I'll go on other radio stations, and they'll be like, all right, Ross, what do you think is the X factor in the Super Bowl? And it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, did you Google questions to ask a football analyst when they come on your show? Like, we just talk about stuff and have a good conversation, which is why so many of the fans seem to like it so much. And obviously my affinity for you guys in Buffalo and being up there um, is a big part of it too. But really enjoyed it. And, yes, my understanding is, uh, we'll talk next week, although I will be texting Bulldog because I will be um, on my way to a ski trip next Thursday. So maybe we can do an, an earlier day. Anything you want. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It, it, very uh, wow, flattered. Mark, anything I want. Okay, yep. I want you yep. to send me like 100 wings from Barbell Tavern. Jeez, right you, you no. just had three Sundays. I mean, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very flattered by, by your words, Ross. Very flattered. You you do enough of this to, to, to for us to take that as a very high compliment. So, And we feel the same way about you. So, well, thank it's you. true. Thank you guys so much. It's been awesome. And I know I, I talked to your program director and – it's been great for you guys, and um, it's been awesome for me as well. I'm looking forward to talking with you guys earlier than usual next week. Let's do it. Thanks, Ross. All right, see you guys. Ross right, Tucker. There you go. There's Ross Tucker on our Wester Hotline and his appearance every Thursday, although next week we'll see, uh, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. 
Aaron Schatz next. More Super Bowl. Also, Kevin Adams still to come. His press conference from today. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.